You're listening to The Bookstorian Podcast, a podcast for book lovers and bookstagrammers. Hello and welcome to The Bookstorian Podcast. My name is Tegan. On this episode, I'm going to talk to Briley from at Briley and Books about Outlander, one of our favorite series. And just a warning, there are definitely some spoilers on this episode. Hello and welcome to the Book Story and a Podcast. How are you, Briley? I'm good. How are you? Oh, thank you. We're going to jump straight into our icebreaker question. So the icebreaker question for you is, what book cover is your favourite? So this changes for me all the time because uh, there's a lot of books that come out every year and every year I'm amazed at some of the book covers. This year, my absolute favourite has been Crescent City by Sarah J. Maas. Uh, Just the detail on the cover is absolutely incredible. I bought the hardcover version just because I liked that detail so much. I haven't read Crescent City yet. I really love A Court of Roses and Thorns series. I'm struggling with the Throne of Glass series though. I've just, I read Queen of Shadows last month and I don't know if I'm going to keep going. So would you recommend I read Crescent City? Crescent City is a lot like uh, her other books, to be honest. There's fairies and magical creatures and a lot of world building. It's really, really big and it actually took me a really long time to get into that book. But once I got to the end of it, I absolutely loved it uh, and all of the characters in it. So I do recommend it. Mine was a little bit tricky and I find that's a hard question to answer, even though I know that I said it, because quite often I really love a book cover, but we can't buy the version of that book cover in Australia. So you quite often forget about it. Or I, I read a lot of library book or audio books and the covers aren't as memorable. So I picked something that's a little bit niche and I bought it purely because of the cover. And it's called Rosetta, A Scandalous True Story by Alexandra Joel. And it's actually based on a lady who used to live in Melbourne. And it's quite a sort of compelling story. So she up and leaves her husband and her five-year-old child and ups and leaves with Zeno the Magnificent, who is a half Chinese fortune teller. It is based on a true story and from memory, the author is actually her like great, great grandchild as well. So they're telling the story and the cover itself is really beautiful because it has this lovely yellowish mustardy color to it, which not many of my books on my shelf have. And then there's this stunning figure of a woman on the front of it. She's got pearls around her neck. She's got luscious red lipstick, a kind of floral tattoo over her eye and then increasingly flowers all the way up from her neck up to her head. And then on top of her head, she's actually got a little bluebird sitting inside a glass jar. So it's quite intriguing to have a look at. And when you have a look at on the back, it it definitely gives us who's done the cover design. So Sandy Cull, very beautiful. So hopefully I've described it nicely enough for people, but definitely go and have a little look if you're interested. But it was purely why I bought the book was the stunning cover of it. Yellow covers are always pretty. Briley, you have a Bookstagram account. So your Bookstagram handle is at Briley and Books. Can you describe your feed for us? My feed's very minimalist. The easiest sort of photo for me to take, anytime I try to put a lot of things into a photo, it just ends up being a real big mess and it never looks pretty. 
Um, so there's a lot of like white backgrounds and I try to use uh, natural things in there as well. So wood and little baskets and candles and flowers. I love using dried flowers in my photos as well. Beautiful. I love how you use fairly clean lines and neutral tones as well. It's definitely very recognizable when it comes up on my feed. And you've also got over two and a half thousand followers, which is really exciting too. Yeah. Is there other bookstagram accounts that you really love? Many. At the moment, I really, really like Laura Bookish. Her photos are always amazing. She changes her theme all the time and somehow manages to nail it every time. I actually really like photos that are really colorful as well, despite my neutral feed. So I've always loved commas and ampersands and she was probably one of the reasons I continued with my bookstagram account. She's a really lovely person and just really inspiring in all her photos. You mentioned before you ha- that one of these bookstagram accounts has sort of kept you going. Is there anything else that, that inspires you to take your images? It's definitely, it's always other bookstagram accounts for me. I've gone through phases where I haven't really posted photos and then I go back and look at photos of what other people are posting and I just really miss talking about books if I'm not doing it with other people. I don't really have many friends in real life that like books. So um, I've made friends through Instagram instead and that's why I share photos on there so I can talk about the books as well and well, also to practice my photography was the original idea but Yeah, I've stayed because of the people, definitely. And I think that's why Bookstagram is so unique. And part of the reason why I really wanted to do this podcast is because it is such a welcoming, wholesome community that really likes to support one another. So by actually starting this podcast, hopefully it's a way to start some conversations amongst other Bookstagram accounts as well. You are also a rep for at Spark and Sparrow Perth. Can you tell us about your work for them? So I've actually only been a rep for Spark and Sparrow for probably about two months now. I applied for it about two months ago, just on a whim. I never thought I would get it because they always have so many amazing bookstagram accounts working for them. But um, some of those bookstagram accounts really, really like me. And I think that's how I ended up getting it because I was familiar with a lot of those accounts. So we're all in a group chat where we talk about the products and launches we do. And one of the best parts about being a rep for Spark and Sparrow is doing product reveals. That's the thing I've had the most fun with. We get sent a candle or allocated a candle each to reveal and then we come up with a way in which to reveal it. And everyone does really, really creative things. So um, it pushed me to do something creative and I ended up doing this big edited photo for that reveal with books flying around, which was really cool and a lot of fun. That's good that your work as a rep actually inspires you to be a little bit more creative and also connect you uh, to some other like-minded bookstagrammers as well. So you must really learn a lot through that process. Absolutely. So I've rep in the past, which is really cool. I got really close to some of the owners and I've met a few of them, which was really, really nice. It's just really good to support small um, Aussie businesses. Just They're basically just creators and yeah it's awesome being able to help people out with that do you have any suggestions for people who want to become a rep on how to kind of stand out a little bit during those rep competitions uh it always helps to always comment on the posts that the brand makes and be really supportive of their products uh obviously not everyone can buy products all the time because it becomes expensive. But I found that when I have had one or two products and I've posted pictures of those products in the past that I've been more likely to become a rep for that company. That's some good advice. 
So I really enjoy historical fiction and I know that there's definitely quite a few books on your feed that are historical fiction as well. And one of those historical fiction books that you really enjoy is Outlander and well, the Outlander series by Diana Gabaldon. Outlander is something I have never read, but only ever watched the series. And my mum keeps telling me how much I need to read them. And I keep telling her how much of a big commitment it is. And so I haven't. If you are listening and you need to know a little bit more about it, and here's some fun facts as well. So the books themselves have sold over 25 million copies worldwide. Currently, there are five seasons created for the television show, and I know that they're working on season six. There is also a cookbook to accompany these series of books and also the television series called Outlander Kitchen, which is by Teresa Carl Sanders. And this is definitely on my bucket list. On visitscotland.com, there is a 12-day self-drive Outlander itinerary so that you can actually visit the filming location. So, Briley, we connected because you have read these books and quite enjoy this series. And I said to you, I haven't read them. This conversation is going to be structured a little bit differently where you're going to have to do a lot of the talking and maybe even at the end you've convinced me that I need to read the books and not just watch the series. So what is it about this series of books that you love so much? As with any series for me, I think it's the characters. I absolutely love Jamie and Claire's relationship throughout the books. They go through some tough times together and they go through some really funny moments and some really sad moments. And it just mimics real life really, really well. Something that uh, Diana does really well is describing mundane things and it's never boring when she does it. Um, It's absolutely fantastic. I think the strong romance thread is something that definitely interests me and is definitely why I'm in with the series. Jamie is very easy on the eye to look at and the, the, the constant battle and struggles that they face, whether it be in Scotland or moving over to America, there's, there is something for us to gain or some kind of knowledge and insight and that nice twist of the fact that Claire has time traveled back into that time period. And then her and Jamie's daughter comes back as well. And then of course, Roger, Brianna's husband. If you had to pick a favorite character, who would it be? Jamie. He's just amazing from the start. I recently listened to Outlander, an audiobook version. And it was so good listening back. Um, it had been a couple of years since I read Outlander originally. And I just love the way he has all these amazing values like loyalty. He's also fierce and stubborn, which I love in characters because I think I'm a little bit like that sometimes too. Um, so I can see myself in those characters always. So I probably relate to Jamie more in that way. I think he shows that stubbornness really well in these later series when he's becoming older as well. So one of, as soon as you mentioned that, the episode where he was bitten by the snake, where I, like, I freak out because snakes are my biggest fear in the world. So watching that episode was really tough. And the fact that he was completely stubborn about not wanting to lose his leg, that he was willing to die, was the epitome of Jamie's stubbornness. One of the most iconic scenes in the books, and it's one that 
I always remember when I think about Outlander, they did a really, really good job of adapting it to the television show, actually. It was perfect. I would have to say my favourite character is Claire. She just embodies everything that a, a strong female protagonist should have. She's bold. She's brave. She can definitely stand on her own two feet. She has that thirst to want to improve the world around her. I think is just so admirable and the way that uh, she loves Jamie just is the cherry on top of everything. So there's that strong female character, but that also has this deeply caring relationship with her husband and it's perfect. So for people like me who haven't read the books and have only seen the series, why should we consider reading the books? That's a tough question because the TV series actually does a really, really good job of adapting the books. Um, but as with any TV series adapting a book, there's a lot of detail which gets taken out. The books are really, really large. So to put them into a, one season of a TV show would not be an easy job. And I have to commend it to the producers of the show because they absolutely nail it with every season somehow. I, obviously, I listened to Outlander recently, which I really, really enjoyed listening to as an audiobook. I think you get to know the characters a lot more in depth in the book. There's a lot of background little things that get explained in the books that don't get explained in the TV show. One thing that comes to mind, I think... I don't think it's in the TV show from memory. Claire sort of explains where she gets the phrase Jesus H. Roosevelt Price from, which is uh, just an iconic line from the books and the TV show. And um, it's just little things like that which sort of make it worthwhile, I think. Where does she get it from? Because I've got no idea. A patient, I believe, when she was doing the nursing in World War Two. It might have been a Scottish patient. Another thing that I've heard is quite different in the books to the television series is Frank, so Claire's first husband, that it's, he actually comes across as a bit more violent and abusive in the book. Yes, I would say so. Um, in the TV shows, they sort of make it so that you feel a little bit sorry for Frank, but in the books, there isn't really, you know, that opportunity to feel sorry for him because you're getting just Claire's point of view the whole time so obviously she um talks about how he treated her and that and was cheating on her and things like that so I actually did like tv show Frank a little bit better than book Frank and it's probably because of that yeah you, you certainly start to empathize with Frank's character throughout the television series and what's happened to his relationship with Claire and that he can't go back in time and he can't change it but there's also been this gift of Brianna that comes from it as well because it is implied isn't it that Frank and Claire can't conceive uh implied very early on I think are there any other talking points that you'd like to discuss about the series Scotland and the history around Scotland Scotland itself becomes a character in this book doesn't it yeah so I went to Scotland in 2018 and one of the main reasons I decided I wanted to go to Scotland was because I fell in love with Outlander and I was really really interested in Scottish history after that because uh, the book references it a lot the Scottish history and I didn't know anything about it until I read the books and obviously when I went to Scotland I learned even more about what happened especially around Culloden and the Jacobite uprising 
it was very, very interesting going there and seeing where Diana had gotten all her uh, inspiration from for the book. It was, yeah, a really great experience. And did you go to any filming locations when you were there at all? Not from memory. Uh, One of the major filming locations, I think, was a castle, which wasn't part of the tour. I did did a haggis tour. I wanted wanted to see other parts of Scotland as well. So we did something that uh, sort of encompassed all of that. Um, I think it involved the Jacobite steam train, which is in Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets, of course. It was more so spots that had, been, that had influenced parts of the story of Outlander. So we went to a group of standing stones, which influenced the standing stones in Outlander. And there are a few scenic spots that I think sort of related to the book, but that's about all I can remember. Well, it makes sense because the books are the reason why you went. It wasn't necessarily the television series that led you to go to Scotland. It's somewhere that I would love to visit. And again, the same thing probably wasn't as interested until watching Outlander and suddenly becoming a little bit more interested in this very special part of the world and very atmospheric, like beautiful scenery. Highly recommend going to Scotland. One of the Instagram accounts I follow, it's not a bookstagram account, but it's called The Slow Traveller, posts pictures of Scotland all the time and it's absolutely incredible and it's making me want to go back to Scotland because I didn't see all of Scotland but um, (laughs) yeah when you see that account you can understand why so many people love it. Yeah it is it is a beautiful account. Thank you so much for joining me tonight Briley. No worries I had fun. You have been listening to the Bookstorian podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen and follow me on Instagram at the Bookstorian podcast.